everyone. Welcome back to the sixth episode of Out of the Norm. I'm your host, Haley. Hi. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome. Not stealing that from Curtis Connor, that is his thing. But anyway, hey, welcome to this episode. Today I'm going to be going over the topic of ableism and, um, Sorry, I just really, I just ran out of breath. I don't know what happened there, but topic of ableism, which can go overlooked, I feel, most of the time when people think of social justice or social issues, they think of racism, gender equality, um, homophobia, transphobia, stuff like that. Just, I really feel like ableism is a really big thing because it's not like whether a store or somewhere has, you know, wheelchair access or not, it has a lot to do with, like, the mental side of things. And I asked my friend before filming this, I was like, hey, I'm doing a thing on ableism. If you have any recommendations, please send them over. So shout out to her. Um, And she mentioned the topic of neurodiversity, which, I mean... I've done a uh, kind of just a mock podcast with uh, my friend before. We called it the Pogcast. I know I came up with the title. I don't know what grade she got on it, but I would say just the title alone got her an A. Where we talked about um, how children with disabilities are kind of viewed in the social light sort of thing, like in movies and in social media, it's just stuff like that. And most of the time we didn't know what we were talking about because it was like after school, our brains were like fried. We had no idea what we were even saying half the time. Um, But we talked a lot about the like the mental health, or not mental, but the more uh, neurodiversity sort of side of things with um, with stuff with like uh, ADHD and autism and dyslexia, just stuff like that where those are just like to name a few of narrow, what is it like, diversetic, I don't know, stuff like that. Just some stuff that can fall into the narrow diversity uh, spectrum. (laughs) I don't know, I'm sorry. Um, I personally, I have, when I was like three or four, I was put on the autism spectrum. I have fortunately been able to achieve a lot in school, um, as it wasn't really something that affected my learning abilities. I got diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. which I would say I still have to this day because uh, one of the things, or one of the uh, traits of it, I guess, is uh, you walk into door frames a lot or walls, and I do that on a daily basis because I really have no idea where I am or where I'm going. (laughs) But I fortunately have been able to overcome that sort of stigma that, you know, people with autism no matter what it is, because there's so much that falls on the autism spectrum that it can be something like mine where it really doesn't hinder your learning ability, or it can be something more serious like maybe Down syndrome where 
it does affect their brain because there's a lot of stuff um, or a lot of sort of um, disabilities that do affect your brain and do make it a little bit harder to learn. Um, but it's just, I feel like it's definitely misrepresented in the media because a lot of people view people or children with disabilities as incapable of learning as normal human beings and there's something that has to be babied their entire life but it's it's not that way they're still human beings you can for the most part you can talk to them like normal human beings and interact with them like normal human beings it's not like they're this weird alien species that you have to you know really make yourself heard and get in their face and really get to know like what they're doing or get them to know what you're doing for them to understand it's not like that they're more just there to uh you know they're there to learn like everyone else and these disabilities can be physical or mental like for example if you're in a wheelchair a lot of people think that you're you know you're just not they can't comprehend that you are a functioning human being your brain may be perfectly fine yet maybe you have problems walking or you don't really you know you don't have a leg or something like you're still able to function with your brain but it's just that when people see someone in a wheelchair they think oh they have you know a disorder where they really can't do anything and I know that there are uh, mental disorders that do really hold back people. Like I had a math teacher in sixth grade where her daughter um, was 17 or 16, but her mind really only thought that she was like two or four years old. And yes, there are there is stuff like that that definitely does um, hinder people's learning abilities. I'm sorry, I already have to take a water break for some reason. Alright, done with the water break. <clears throat> Man, this, these allergies, not okay. <laughs> um, there is definitely a lot of, there is a lot of stuff that, that can hinder people's learning abilities, like, um, Dyslexia can be a little bit harder for people to get the reading and writing aspect side of things, but there's also a lot of stuff that people can do to help them overcome that and get the same education as everyone else. Like, a lot of people, like anyone really, you know, whether or not you are disabled in any sort of way, they learn differently. A lot of people may have to be in a certain environment or they may have to be um, doing a specific action while they're you know, uh, absorbing information or learning. You know, whether that the, it be moving around or it be holding something or you have to be in a classroom or in your room or whatever, a lot of people learn differently. And usually when people think of um, people or children like that, they usually think that they have a disorder, which it that's not always the case. Like, you know, I fidget a lot. Like, <laughs> I, 
I may have slight ADHD, but that's something that is totally normal for someone to do. If that's how they learn and that's how they take information in, then definitely let them do it. Like, even in workplaces, like a lot of people may be in meetings, they may have, like, they may need fidgets or they need to stand or they need to pace the room while they're in the meeting or whatever. Like, it can really go anywhere. Um, mainly just like working and um, educational side of things is really what I'm going to be focusing on, if you couldn't tell. Um, because ableism is definitely a thing that I feel goes overlooked a lot. Like, not a lot of teachers get the training that they need unless they are a teacher specifically for special needs children. Um, but people with disabilities are more likely to have higher poverty rates. They're more likely to get less educational opportunities than other people. They're more likely to have lower levels of employ employment and have poor health outcomes, whether it be physical or mental health. It's, it, they're, they, they're getting the short end of the stick, basically. And that's something that, you know, it's, it's not really, I, I don't want to be like, no one talks about it because there are many um, websites and programs out there to help children with disabilities or with autism or stuff like that. And I will be putting the links in the bio of like the stuff or of the um, uh, of the websites I use to get most of my information. And there's not going to be a lot of statistics in this one because I really just didn't know what <laughs> like I don't know what statistics I could really gather. Um, I only have a few. Most of that I kind of just jotted stuff down from these articles, but I'll still be sure to link them because. I feel that a lot of people can do their own research and see, you know, these websites, um, especially the one that I was reading from was written by someone with disabilities. And it was just really great to see that, you know, it was great to see their opinion being put out there because they were saying that they were kind of babied their whole life. They felt like no one really understood how they learned. Um, which can apply to a lot of people. Like, in schools, there's a very set educational sort of traditional way of uh, teaching or of learning. And that's you sit in a chair all day and you may have some hands-on activities or you may be able to move around the room a lot. But most of the time, it's just, okay, sit here and do this assignment, read and write or do your math or whatever. A lot of kids, um, as many of them have uh, attention disorder type things, uh, and I don't, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but thanks to, to technology and social media, they have attention problems where they really don't have as much of an attention span. They kind of need that that structure of being able to move around and constantly be stimulated. And 
you know, I'm not saying this is anything new. People or children and adults have had this for centuries where they've had to be taught in a way where it's more hands-on and stimulating. And um, this can go for really anything. Like, for example, I have a cousin who I think he has a level two autism. He's functional. It's not like he can't learn. He does really well in school and, and stuff. But I feel like with him, it's definitely like when people meet a child or an adult with autism, they treat them as if they are basically toddlers. They try and pronounce their words very clearly. And yes, like some of them may have um, hearing disorders, like they may not be able to understand people as well. But don't assume that about everyone. Like, you know, not every like, not every autistic person has the same traits or personality or characteristics. It's all different because everyone, you know, was born different or was brought up differently. And. It's crazy that this isn't something that's more thought about because there, every one in four U.S. adults um, are living with some sort of disability, and in just in general in the world's population, there's 10 to 15 percent of the population living with a disability, whether it be mental or physical, and that's another thing. Like I've mentioned before, when people think of disability, they think of physical. They think of something a person can't do because they're physically challenged. And yeah, that's a thing. People obviously may have um, physical disabilities, but again, I've mainly been talking about stuff to do with neurodiversity because it's something that people struggle with a lot and I don't really feel like they they understand it or you know they can't get the right diagnosis for some reason because their parents won't take them to get diagnosed i don't know and honestly i didn't really hear the full story of why i had to get diagnosed i just know that i um i shut down in very stressful situations where i will literally space out and remove myself from the situation which may be um, my SPD or it may just be trauma. Who knows? <laughs> but it there's a lot of stuff that can go into the topic of disabilities. And again, I need a water break. Oh my god. If you can hear me drinking water, I'm drinking out of like a like half gallon water bottle so it's like a a whole thing um but i just feel like it's people who have disabilities are less likely to get hired because their bosses feel that they are incompetent if that's the right word um for the job and that's usually that's never the case just because they may be physically challenged doesn't mean that they can't do the same job as everyone else or they have ADHD or a form of autism or just or they're dyslexic um 
excuse me, they're qual they're as qualified as anyone else as long as they have the degree or the skill set. Because think about it, if they have that skill set or that degree, they have made it that far. Why would they not be qualified for this job if they were able to go through college or they were able to gain that skill set? I don't know. It just it just doesn't really make sense. Um, and this isn't. I wouldn't say this is something as harmful as, let's say, um, like racism, but it's something that people still have to live with that does hinder their ability to just live a normal life. And another thing I read was that a lot of people with disabilities have been looked at as a anything they do is just a major accomplishment, like getting up in the morning and being able to get out of bed, people are like, wow, great job. And it's like, they said that they shouldn't be applauded for such normal and simple actions simply because of what they're struggling with, you know? It's like what everyone else wants to be treated as, which is a normal functioning human being. And I said, uh, uh, what did, I don't even know what I said. I just know I did not say functioning correctly. <laughs> um, and it's something that people get made fun of like a lot for a lot of people use the r slur a lot um in my eighth and seventh grade classes i had a kid in my class where he had a really bad stutter and a lisp and speech impediment um which i guess could be a stutter i don't know but uh, like everyone made fun of him and it's not that he was, he, you could still understand what he was saying, it's just he didn't speak quite as well as other people, but he was still very smart, he was still in, like, honors classes and stuff, um, it's just, and I felt bad for him because I knew genu genuinely he wasn't a bad person, he wasn't rude or anything, he was very reserved, but because he couldn't speak properly and he was seen as more of an introvert, people just picked on him for it. And I feel that's something that a lot of people do is they, they pick on people who they feel are dumber or not as able-bodied as them. And they... I don't really know how to describe this without going off topic, but there was a girl in my class and there was two girls in my class and they would usually go up to um, this really sweet girl, um, we'll call her Lee for now, who she was, um, she was Chinese, I'm pretty sure, if I'm wrong I'm very sorry, and they she was very reserved and quiet and she also stuttered a lot when she spoke. She was very soft-spoken and these two girls would just go up to her and just like, it was some weird form of bullying. They would just be like, oh, you're my best friend, right? Like, we're best friends. Like, give me this. I mean, I guess it would be manipulation. Ma what? Oh my god, why can't I speak? Manipulation. Where they would be like, we're best friends, so obviously sh you should give this to me. Thankfully, Lee didn't fall for it. And 
was like, but you're not my best friend and I'm not going to give you this piece of candy because you want me to. Um, but getting back on topic, I feel that's something that another, like a lot of people also take advantage of is people who are disabled are easier to manipulate, especially if they suffer from some form of autism or are physically challenged. They feel they're easier to overpower, basically, and get what they want. Um, A really good movie about this is called Radio, and it's this guy who suffers from autism, and he really wants to be on the football team, but because he has autism and it's like in the 70s or something, they won't let him be. So he instead... Um, becomes one of the assistant coaches, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched this movie. And some of the football players, or basketball players, I'm not sure, either of the two, um, they basically manipulated him into walking into the girls' locker room because he, he didn't quite understand that they were tricking him. He, of course, questioned them, like, what do you mean you want me to go into the girls' locker room? And the guys, the players were just like, oh, no, no one's in there. And I feel that's something that people think they can get away with a lot is because they're disabled, they won't understand what I'm saying. And because they're disabled, people will usually take our side because, you know, obviously those people, that person knew what they were doing, but it's like most of the time they don't. And I don't mean that in a rude way. I'm just saying that if they are as heavily challenged as the guy from radio is, um, the main guy from radio, his name is Radio. Um, If they're as challenged as radio is, they don't pick up on those social cues like any other person. And it's, it's really... I don't know, it's disheartening to see, to say the least, that because you know that whole thing was based, that whole movie was based off a true story too, so that had to have happened at one point. And people who suffer from um, any sort of disability that is like a, I don't even know how to say this, like neurodiversity, neurodiversity, just something like that. Please, I hope everyone is following along. Anyone who suffers with anything like that um, is usually seen as not being able to pick up on social cues or on emotions and they're known as being less empathetic as other people. And again, this isn't everyone. This is just depending on um, what someone is diagnosed with or not. And it's just... I feel like that can go for a lot of people. It can, that can happen from someone suffering from trauma. It's not necessarily a disorder that they're born with. It could literally be formed from any sort of trauma. Um, Again, gonna take a water break. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. And we're back. (laughs) I really need to get just a glass of water because this giant water bottle is... Trust me, I love my water bottle, but oh my god, it's like... I had to carry this around 
I was carrying this around, um, like literally anywhere I went. And it's just, it's a big bottle. <laughs> um, but anyway, getting back on topic. Um, and it, it can affect them with the more social side of things, but again, it can affect them with the more educational side of things or business side of things where they may suffer from dyslexia and um you know if they're at a job excuse me oh my god if they're at a job and they're dyslexic people may think they can't write reports they can't give speeches they can't do any of this stuff and it's like Okay, that's up to the person themselves. You ask them, hey, are you comfortable enough to write this report or to give this speech or to read out loud to the meeting or the staff or whatever? And depending on what that person says, you tailor to their needs. Like, it's it's not really a hard thing to understand is that when someone suffers with a disability like dyslexia, um, they're not, they're, <laughs> they're not fully illiterate. They have learned how to speak and to a certain extent they have learned to read, you know, as best as they can. And I feel like when someone like that learns, like, you know, how to read or write easily, I feel that definitely should be applauded. And yes, I know I understood that people with these disabilities shouldn't be applauded as much, but it was definitely an extra struggle for them and they were able to overcome it and, you know, understand it a little bit easier, of course. Um, I got my contacts, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just basically dying over here. Um, but with the learning side of things, um... Again, every kid, depending on, you know, what they have, they learn differently. They have different styles. They may need more hands-on learning. They may need just straight up one-to-one. They may not need any guidance, really. Or they may need to be put in groups with people who are, you know, of different skill sets and... It's definitely something that I feel would help, you know, the students, of course, like the teachers, I feel like the teachers don't really understand how to deal with children like that, um, especially if they're not, that's not what they're trained for. If they're not trained to deal with special need children, they don't know how to really handle them. Um, they may give them a different assignment and send them off for the day like and I understand that if it gets to the point where they you know they may need a learning aid it may be um a different case it may be more extreme but they are constantly getting ridiculed because of it and they may not have a lot of friends because of how they speak or how they look or whatever and it's you know I feel it's something that needs to be more normalized because a lot of these children are being sent to schools that are meant for those for 
disabled children. And I feel like if they were just integrated into school and society and businesses more, it wouldn't be such a shock to people. You know, you know what I'm saying? Please understand what I'm saying. Um, but it's just something that's not as normalized or as correctly um, understood as it should be because these are people's lives we are talking about. This is their jobs, their education, their families, their mental health. This is everything. Like, And people who have been diagnosed with a disability, they have to live different lives compared to everybody else and I know that sounds dumb because it's like duh obvious but it's just a it's just a weird sort of cycle that I guess will continue until someone just finally speaks up about it and brings it to really big attention or a really big spotlight because um I'm just gonna end it by saying what I've been saying this whole time is that disabilities is not just physical it is also uh, mental it it can be in your mind it's not it can be visible or invisible and I just hope that more people will start to realize that um but for now, we're going to get into another little section of Keep It 100. So, um, okay. Welcome to this little segment. <laughs> um, I'm about to be starting high school in like two or three weeks, and I'm doing this like bridge program for my school right now. Um, and without naming names, um, I have, I don't know, there's this guy, he's a football player, <laughs> and he's you know, I can't tell if he has a crush on me or, you know, if he's just like doing it to be funny, but he literally won't leave me alone about trying to recruit me to the football team. He's like, yeah, you should come practice with us. You should just join the team. Like, I'm like, dude, I don't play football. Like, I play softball. Please leave me alone. But, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I literally say that. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not interested in playing football. That's not like something that I've really been passionate about. So, but, um, super excited for high school, um, but also nervous. I am going into the IB program. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's like the International Baccalaureate program. It's a lot. It's like, higher than AP classes and it's mainly um like literature and art based <laughs> and I heard that the math is like super hard um but you know I'm excited for the high school experience um I've 
been making a lot of new friends with just this bridge program. But another cool update is I created social media for the podcast. Finally, after six episodes and like what, a month and a half or two months of having this freaking podcast out, I finally created social media for it. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'll be putting those links or the ads in the description so we, uh, you know, it won't be as hard to find. But long story short, it's just going to be um, under Out of the Norm or Out of the Norm podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And I may post a little bit on it, uh, you know, after this episode goes up. You know, of course, plugging it, because always be plugging, as Jarvis says. Um, And no, not Jarvis, like Elon Musk. Is it? Yeah. Like Elon Musk's house. Okay. I I was like, I need to get that right. (laughs) Um, No, not Jarvis, Elon Musk's, Musk's house. However you say his last name, don't, don't come at me, bro. Um, but I have social media now, so you can spread word easier and, you know, follow me and, like, keep up with the podcast. <laughs> um, and for any of you who don't really know what I look like, you might be able to know what I look like because I'm going to be doing little posts of, like, about to record and then stuff, like, just recorded episodes out um other than that there's not a lot going on um just been waiting to get new uh topics for my news website because if you didn't know i write for a news website um other than that not a lot's been going on i've kind of just been chilling I've been hanging out with some friends lately because all of them are like going out of town before school starts. Um, Other than that, I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope, you know, they're not too nervous for school to start because trust me, you will survive. Um, But I'll let you all go now. So I hope everyone just has a chill rest of their day or night and Make sure you're drinking water because it's summertime and it's hot, especially where I live. Um, Make sure you're getting enough vitamin D because I am lacking in vitamin D, I found out. And uh, just stay safe, please. Wear sunscreen. (laughs) Um, Alright. Bye, everyone.